Hey, it's Huda from A Hunch with Huda, the podcast that brings the pieces together so you don't have to. Today, we will be speaking about the intricacies within women's societal role within Afghanistan. The view society has on Afghan women changed from the time of the Soviet Union rule and to the Taliban. Today, we will be discussing what makes up these changes. We will be examining Khalid Hussaini's award-winning novel, A Thousand Splendid Sons, a documentary called Life Under the Taliban, as well as research sources found online. In our first segment, we will be discussing Afghan women during the Soviet Union rule. Interestingly enough, Women have played a huge role in the history of Afghanistan. In 1964, women helped draft the constitution, and there were at least three women legislators in the parliament by the 1970s. According to A History of Women in Afghanistan Then and Now, women fulfilled roles as teachers, government workers, medical doctors, lawyers, judges, journalists, writers, and poets up until the early 1990s. Moreover, women had constituted 40% of the doctors in Kabul, 70% of school teachers, 60% of Kabul university professors, and 50% of the university students. When I was reading Husseini's novel, A Thousand Splendid Sons, I came across this quote that summarizes Afghanistan's progressive views in terms of women's rights. Women have always had it or hard in this country, Layla, but they're probably more free now under the communists and have more rights than they've ever had before. It's a good time to be a woman in Afghanistan. Before I learned this information, that women in Afghanistan were very progressive, I thought that Afghan women were always oppressed and did not ever receive the same rights as men. Especially in terms of education, I had always thought that the women were deprived of education in Afghanistan. I was shocked to learn that women were given many opportunities to pursue their education. I have learned that societal ideals for women in Afghanistan were very forward-thinking and closer to Western ideals than we think. Young women were looked at as being the future of Afghanistan. They were highly encouraged to study and pursue careers in law, medicine, and education. Little girls were encouraged to expand their skills and venture into new areas of study. A great example of this is that many young Afghan girls were enrolled in the Girl Scouts program. Students from elementary and middle schools emulated their counterparts in the USA, learning about nature trails, camping, and public safety. This is very interesting to me because I'd always thought that Afghan girls were told not to study and learn, but rather stay in their homes. I was surprised to learn that Afghanistan regarded its women to a high standard and did not neglect their educational needs. Now we will move on to Afghan women under Taliban rule. Everything changed for women when the Taliban rose to power in early 1995 and set up a radical Islamic state in Afghanistan in 1996. Education entirely was taken away from women when the Taliban came to power. In the documentary called Life Under the Taliban, the narrator says that only men were given educational opportunities. The public education system was crippled by the loss of women, who made up two-thirds of the nation's teachers. Women, in fact, could not leave their homes entirely and were forced to live in isolation. 
According to the article called Prison of the Veal, the Taliban banned most women from working outside of their homes, despite 40,000 war widows being unable to provide for themselves. They were also banned from riding bicycles, wearing brightly colored clothes, and laughing too loudly. Taliban leaders insisted that their rules are solely to protect a woman's virtue. This confirms my single story on Afghan women under the strict rule of the Taliban. The media has always depicted Middle Eastern women as having little to no rights, no educational background, and no financial support. My research does confirm these preconceived notions about Afghan women. This does not mean, however, that Afghan women were always treated like this. They did have rights at one point and were treated equally to their male counterparts. Now we will move on to women in Afghanistan dealing with the Taliban today. Women under Taliban rule are still fighting to gain their rights back. A great example of this is Malala Yousafzai. Yousafzai spoke against the Taliban when she said that girls should be able to attend school. Because of this, the Taliban shot her in her head. In her fundraising website, she claims she fights to ensure all girls receive 12 years of free, safe, and quality education. Other women like Malala are fighting to keep the gains they made over the last 20 years under the Taliban alive. Recently, in Afghanistan of this year, the U.S. signed a bill, a peace deal with the Taliban. This deal may compromise the rights Afghan women gained over the last 20 years, one of them being attending school. In today's podcast, we have learned the intricacies within women's rights in Afghanistan. We have conflicted the single story that Afghan women were always oppressed, as under Soviet rule, they had many educational and political rights as men. However, our single stories on Afghan women were confirmed when we discussed how the Taliban presence affected their rights. Lastly, we discussed how women like Malala are still fighting to gain and maintain their rights over the last 20 years. Thanks for listening to A Hunch with Huda.